Welcome to the Singapore Management University podcast series, where we feature the latest insights and perspectives from our faculty. We have as our guest here today, Professor Arnaud Demeyer, President of the Singapore Management University, to share with us how companies are discovering opportunities to build advantage. And they do this by creating loosely coupled networks or ecosystems. In a recent research published by Professor Demeyer and Professor Peter Williamson, who is a Professor of International Management at Judge Business School at Cambridge, they described six keys to unlocking the ecosystem advantage. These are pinpointing where value is created, defining an architecture of differentiated partner roles, stimulating complementary partner investments, reducing the transaction costs, facilitating joint learning across the network and engineering effective ways to capture profit. But what does all this mean to companies, especially since customers today are increasingly demanding complex integrated solutions rather than standardised products and services delivered in consistent volume? Professor Demeyer, could you please explain what ecosystems in businesses are all about? It's actually quite simple, uh, and I should go back to my experience when I was uh, working at the University of Cambridge. And uh, you may know that around the University of Cambridge in the UK, there are quite a lot of entrepreneurial companies, small entrepreneurial companies, that somehow live on the technology that is created at the University of Cambridge. And we noticed, and I have to recognize that I did this together with my colleague Peter Williamson, we noticed that uh, quite a few of these companies didn't deliver a full product or a full service, but that they sort of delivered the component of a new innovation. And in the beginning, of course, we thought, uh, oh yeah, they are suppliers. They just supply to a large company that puts it all together and then sells off that product. But we came actually to the conclusion that that was not the case. They were actually collaborating together with each other and were together delivering a product. In other words, it is actually a fairly different way of innovating. It's companies that each have an own characteristic and own strength in uh, their knowledge and that, that can leverage that strength, that can leverage their knowledge by working together with others and together they deliver the product. They're not suppliers. They together as partners live in an ecosystem. It's a little bit like um, animals that somehow work together and feed on each other's uh, activities. Uh, they work uh, They work together, these companies, and deliver in that sense value for the community. But is this really new? Haven't some of these ecosystems existed before? In a sense, you're right in asking that question. It is maybe not totally new. In fact, when you go back to uh, history, probably we have quite a lot of examples of where people, uh, individuals needed to work together with each other. Uh, in fact, one doesn't have to go much further than Java uh, here, uh, not too far away from here, Singapore, where you look at these rice fields and how the individual farmers have to work together to manage the water. Uh, 
they don't depend to each other. They are not suppliers to each other. They just as a community have to manage that very important resource. And in a sense, uh, also when we go elsewhere, uh, you may not know this, but when you think of some of the very big brands of Italian fashion, uh, when you then dig deeper in and try to understand who these companies are, you will notice that actually they are hundreds, if not thousands of companies that each do a little piece of producing cloth or putting it together or making a pattern for uh, a particular piece of uh, a particular design of, of, of uh, dresses and who all work together then to deliver this wonderful fashion that comes out of the northern part of Italy. Yeah, you're right. Maybe it is not that new. But what is perhaps new is that we do this now to innovate, not only to deliver the rice production in Java or to um, to uh, actually uh, create new dresses or new fashion in Italy. But we, did we actually do this now to, to push the, the limits of what we know to in innovate? And that, I think, is quite new. I'm sure our listeners will be keen to learn how to manage these ecosystems. Could you give us two or three ideas on how to do this? Well, first of all, because... Before I answer that question, I should say that this is not a panacea that will apply everywhere. I can f still very well see that in the future, individual companies will innovate. But when it comes to uh, creating complex solutions, uh, one needs probably to work in uh, these ecosystems, not in hierarchical systems whereby one company is the leader and the rest are supplying to them, but where there is actually this interaction. And there is a very interesting example uh, for many of you who are using, uh, whether it's iPhone or Samsung smartphones, uh, where you see all these apps. Uh, the companies like Apple or, or Samsung or Nokia uh, could not produce these hundred thousands of apps that are now available. They need to live in that ecosystem whereby a number of smaller companies will actually take the initiative to develop an application and make it available through whatever uh, system software that these uh, uh, mobile uh, phone companies or these smartphone companies actually are using. But when we think about that, um, that example of an Apple or, or any other uh, smartphone producer and the applications, we can immediately see two or three uh, things that need to be managed well. First of all, you need to have an overall architecture. It's important that, uh, in particular, in this case, the lead company, and I'm, it's not necessarily a hierarchical leadership, but the lead company, the one that sort of drives the ecosystem, creates an architecture, a very broad architecture, in which the other partners can contribute. And that is very important, That the, the creation of that, you can almost call it a platform, perhaps, or an architecture. Um, and think about my example of Java. You need to have an architecture of all these little rice plots to make sure that the water can flow in the right direction. An architecture is important. Secondly, one will need to stimulate partners to um, uh, make complementary investments. Uh, it cannot be that the lead company is making a lot of investments and the other companies are sort of taking a profit out of that or, or sort of uh, just ride on the, on the investments that the lead company is making. In an ecosystem, e each of them needs to make their own investments, um, needs, needs to uh, create own uh, technology, own uh, knowledge, so that uh, we don't benefit, sorry, we don't take advantage of one particular uh, group or company in the, in the ecosystem. So complementary investments are very important. Thirdly, everybody needs to know what his role is in the system. Uh, these roles can evolve. Uh, 
Uh, and it can be that a company that in the beginning, if I go back to the example of smartphones, is just making uh, one little app, but then they may grow and become a supplier of a, a group of app applications or may actually uh, create collaborations between companies that produce these applications. But people need to understand what their role is in the ecosystem. Not as a supplier necessarily, but somebody who themselves can give some leadership of moving the uh, ecosystem in a particular direction. And then, of course, one needs to also, as we call it, engineer the value capture mechanisms. That's a bit of a mouthful. But what we really want to say there is that everybody needs to get an equitable profit out of the system. If you have an ecosystem where people work together to create a new innovation, then you need to have a system whereby everybody benefits from it, can actually capture some of the, of the profits from that. Those are sort of three ideas that I would like to, to plant here. That is, let's make sure that we have a clear ar architecture, a clear platform. Secondly, that everybody knows the roles within the, uh, within the, the ecosystem, that people make the necessary investments. And finally, that we find ways of, in an equitable way, distributing the profits throughout the whole system. But if you want to know more about it, I think you should read my article. Professor De Meyer, thank you for joining us. That was most insightful. You were listening to a podcast by the Singapore Management University.